0: Hey friend. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Let's Be Honest About Business podcast. I'm enamored with the support that I've been getting for the podcast so far, and I haven't even launched yet. So that's really encouraging to me to keep moving forward. Today's topic is meant to be an encouraging one. Before I ran a business, I could only dream of working from home. But I think it's safe to say that my vision of what it was like was actually quite the opposite. I dreamt of working in my PJs, on my bed, with my dog cuddled up to me, and a coffee by my side, but it was something that I quickly learned would not be a reality. I really struggled, especially in the first few years of running my business, to really know if what I was doing was worth it, and you're about to hear why. Today's episode is 10 Things No One Tells You About Owning a Business and How to Combat Those. Welcome to the Let's Be Honest About Business podcast. If you're anything like me, then you strive for us all to be honest with where we're at in our business rather than putting on a front. You can expect to hear about struggles and successes to everything in between from myself and others in business. I'm your host, Morgan, and through being honest with what I've struggled with, I'll be sharing practical tips on how to get out of your slumps and run the business of your dreams regardless of where you're at. Whether you're driving in your car or sipping coffee on your couch, I hope you find this information valuable. Let's hang out. All right, before we get started and in keeping with the tradition of my honest moment of the week, I have to tell you guys that my honest moment of this week is I'm really stressing about this weekend and next weekend for some reason. I'm currently recording this at the beginning of February and this weekend is my first wedding of the weekend. I'm actually really excited for this wedding and my couple is amazing. I'm I'm actually not Nervous about the wedding in particular, <laughs> um, you know. But my couple is obsessed with Disney, Disney, and they really just want a fairy tale wedding. And I believe it will be just that. However, I do have a sunrise engagement session the very next morning with uh, a couple that I have from New York, which I'm also super excited about, and I know will be amazing. But I do know that I'm going to be exhausted. So I'm just trying to figure out how to tackle this weekend without feeling overwhelmed and still making sure that I give both of my couples an amazing experience, which I know it will be. But yeah, I, I think I'm just stressing about the fact that I'm going to just be really tired. <laughs> um, the other honest moment, which is more personal and not business related, is that Frank leaves for a work trip on Monday and won't get back till Thursday, which ironically happens to be Valentine's Day. Um Obviously, by the time you hear this, it will be after that, but I leave early the day that he gets back to photograph an elopement in Seattle, so we won't even see each other at all until I get back from from my my work trip, basically. So (laughs) you guys, a whole week of us not seeing each other, it will honestly be the longest time that we've spent apart since we've been married. And I, I mean, I just don't know how those of you who are in the military do it. I truly commend you because yeah, I'm, I'm nervous about being apart for like a week. So yeah, (laughs) by the time you hear this podcast, you know, I'll be done from the work trip and all that. But I mean, on top of that, we're also trying to sell our house. So it's just been a really, really crazy, you know, couple months, but I'm really thankful, obviously, for the for the work that I have and my amazing clients, and the fact that I do get to travel for work. It's awesome. Next month, I get to go to New York for a wedding, so obviously, I'm really excited. I feel really blessed to have such amazing clients, but but yeah, I mean, it also you know <laughs> comes with its um, added effects. So anyway, <laughs> let's get into our topic today, which is. 10 things that no one tells you about owning a business, and I want to also tell you how to combat those 10 things. So the first thing no one tells you is that it's extremely lonely. I remember the days that I could only dream of owning a business and working from home. Oh my gosh, how great it would be to get to make my own schedule or work from the comfort of my bed. And although, yes, there's amazing perks when you work from home, it does get incredibly lonely. You end up winding, you end up not having anyone to bounce ideas off of or joke with in the office. You guys, I remember when I was in high school, people who were older than me would say that when you're older, it's harder to make friends. And the people you work with typically end up becoming your closest friends. But what about those people who work from home? I mean, who are they going to get close to when there's no one there to work with? I think at first it's great, especially if you're an introvert like me. I mean, Personally, I do love being a homebody, but after a while, it can be a bit much. (laughs) My advice? Well, I actually have two pieces of advice for you. The first thing is to get a dog or a cat, you know, (laughs) whatever you prefer. But I personally have a dog. A dog will be there at all times to comfort you. And on the days that you get so caught up in working, a dog will remind you to get outside every now and then and go for a walk. A dog will remind you that it's okay to take breaks and that there's more to your world than just work. So, yeah, that's my first piece of advice. I have a Great Dane her name is Kai and i i really do attribute a lot of my accept, my success to her which sounds really weird but i would just be like a miserable wreck running a business if i didn't have someone or something there to just remind me that hey like you need to take a break <laughs> my second piece of advice is to find a community of other like-minded entrepreneurs which is something i'll go over in more depth in my 7th point So the second thing no one tells you about owning a business is that it's very hard. I mean, extremely hard. Let's face it. We're expected to know exactly what we're doing and when, but there's just truly no way to know. When you're first starting out, especially when you have no capital, you have to figure a lot of it out on your own. And guess what? You're going to fail many, many times. But don't let that discourage you. Your failures will bring you much, much closer to your successes. My advice to you would be to take the good days and the bad days in stride. Trust your gut. Get comfortable with failing and succeeding. There really truly is no right answer when it comes to running your business. And what works for someone else may not always work for you and vice versa. The third thing no one tells you about owning a business is that you will have incredible highs and honestly devastating lows. Owning a business is truly a roller coaster of emotions. One day you might have 10 clients tell you how amazing you are and how much they love you. And then, you know, you might meet, meet your booking goals. But then there's also days where your inbox will be crickets. And that's okay. It, it really is all okay. I've been there. I can honestly say that. I I mean, I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've complained to my husband, Frank, about something I was struggling with in business. And then the next day I told him how much I love what I do and how it was the best day ever. Then the next day telling him how much I wanted to quit and get a quote unquote real job. If you have a spouse or a significant other, you're probably raising your hand. Man, I'm really thankful for my husband because he definitely takes the brunt of my bad days. When you have your lows, be thankful for the good days and how far you've come. Something I started doing was I wrote a list of things that I was personally really proud of, like, you know— I, I just, you know, things that I was just like, Oh, wow, that was a huge success. And I refer back to that whenever I have a really bad day. Not only that, but at the end of every week, I revisit my failures and wins of each week. It just helps put into perspective what you actually accomplished in a week or are proud of, especially when those hard days can kind of become a staple. But by having those successes or wins written down, that can just help deflect a bit a little bit and make you realize that the bad day maybe wasn't as bad as you made it out to be and that there's always something good around the corner. The fourth thing is that you will make mistakes. I mean, none of us are perfect and neither is your business. As a business owner, you're kind of expected to know it all and appear as the expert in your field. But the truth is that you just don't know it all. In fact, none of us know it all. You know, there's a joke like fake it till you make it. We truly... I mean, we're all in this together. Like we truly don't know what we're doing and we're just figuring it out as we go. My good friend, Jessica, who is an amazing wedding planner, she will actually be on this podcast. Uh, Anyway, I was having a conversation with her about how I was really nervous to interview Park Howell, whom he will also have on this podcast. And she stopped me and said, Morgan, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You know, the moment you start thinking that you have it all together and you know what you're doing is a moment you're wrong. It's actually good if you make mistakes. Mistakes help you grow and keep you humble and keep you learning. If you get to a place where you're comfortable in your business, you're probably doing something wrong. It's actually really uncomfortable to grow, to fail. But those times that we do, we become truly better business owners. So, you know, (laughs) guys, just I want to encourage you, like, start getting comfortable with those failures the fifth thing is that you will become all things in the beginning it's understandable that you may not have the budget to outsource your work or hire help so you end up wearing all the hats you're the web designer you're the photographer you're the pr expert social media guru copywriter i mean the list could go on It's really hard to juggle all things all at once, especially when you've never done most of the things in the past. But give yourself grace when you don't know. In the same sense, ask for help and be humble. Yes, that's how it is in the beginning, but it's all important to know where you need to give up control to better help your business, which actually leads me to my next point. And that is, it's better to outsource. Outsource as early as you can. Okay, so story time. Maybe all of you photographers can relate, but when I first started my business and even well into the third year of having it, I edited every single wedding and each wedding took me anywhere between 20 to 30 hours to edit. But if you add those hours up with a few weddings a month, I mean, I was having up to six weddings a month. It really cuts into your time to actually be productive and grow your business. Now I don't edit any of my images. I actually outsource them to have to to an amazing company called Photographers Edit. And I am actually going to be having the owner of Photographers Edit on this podcast. His name is Nathan Holritz. But anyway, this saves me tons of time to in turn focus on the things that I can do to grow my business. I know you might be thinking, but Morgan, I don't trust anyone else to do as good of a job as I do. Or Morgan. That costs a lot of money, and I just don't have that money to spend. I know it's really hard at first, but giving up control can truly help you. And I'll let you in on a little secret. The right people or companies will actually do a better job than you. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe for you, that's not outsourcing your editing. Maybe you're a florist who's spending all your time making bouquets, but you have a project you'd like to work on to further grow your business, yet you can't because you're stuck making bouquets all the time. This is obviously just an example, but... I would then like to encourage you to teach someone how to make bouquets so that then frees up your time to further grow your business. Think of what it is, you guys, that sucks up your time and doesn't really actually grow your business. For me, that was editing. Editing sucked up so much time and it did nothing to grow my business. And so honestly, I spend about 120 bucks to outsource every single wedding that I do. It's really not a lot if you think about the return, return and in investment. You know, if I can spend a hundred bucks to outsource my editing. I then have 40 hours, let's say max of time back to grow my business. Not only that, but I am serving my clients so much better because they're getting their images back faster. And that in turn helps create a better client experience, which also helps grow my business. There's many reasons to outsource. And you guys, I'm really excited for this podcast that I have going on with Nathan Holritz, which we'll be releasing soon. Um, and we're going to dive into, everything you should know about outsourcing and all the benefits and all of that. But yes, if there's something that you can think of that is just, you know, not really um, growing your business, but still takes up time, I would highly encourage you to consider outsourcing that. The seventh thing no one tells you about owning a business is that you should find a genuine group of friends in your industry and connect once a week or even every other week with them. Going back to my it's lonely point, if you don't find a group of friends in the same industry as you, you may burn out. Having these friends will help you bounce ideas off of each other and stay encouraged and motivated. Think of them as coworkers, all working together toward the same goal, essentially. The right people will see you as their industry peer and not their competition. You guys, I believe there's always more than enough work to go around. If you really struggle to grasp that concept, well, I don't mean to be morbid, but your business might just take longer to grow than someone who's willing to make lasting relationships in the industry. If you really struggle to make genuine connections, I'd encourage you to start by ma- by maybe joining a local Facebook, Facebook, <laughs> Facebook group and asking if anyone would like to meet up. It truly is a business and life changer when you know other people who get you. People who understand the struggle of working at home and the struggle of loneliness and all the Those roller coaster emotions that we were talking about. The eighth thing that no one tells you, and something that you should always, always, um, you know, understand is that you will never feel like you are, quote unquote, there. To be honest, there will never be a point where you will just be happy with where you're at. I think it's human nature to always want more. And that's okay. I I do get that. My first year shooting weddings, I wanted 10. Then the next year I wanted to double that. Then I wanted more income for weddings. I always want more engagement on social media. I mean, the list is endless when it comes to what we want when we're running a business the bar is high and that's good to always be setting yourself to a higher standard, but don't get discouraged when you're not where you want to be. Instead, focus on how far you've come, stop and be thankful for where you're at and the fact that you're not where you used to be and keep working towards those awesome goals. And guys, back to just being thankful. I, I really think that being thankful and having that, having a heart where you're just always in a mindset of being grateful for where you're at and not where you were, it really is just going to help push you forward. Thankfulness goes such a long way when it comes to running a business and when it comes to the success of your business. All right, you guys are doing so good. (laughs) The ninth thing is that if you want to succeed, you need to create balance. I remember the time when I had absolutely no balance. Oh my gosh. It's like embarrassing to admit. I would stay up until midnight responding to emails. I would work on weekends and vacations like I really actually hate to admit this, but I was that wife that would ignore my husband for my clients. I would always put work before him. And my friend, that is such a dangerous place to be. Your work is never more important than what you have right in front of you. And that is your family, your personal life, the people you love. Having a good work-life balance is so important, and if you're not careful, you will slowly realize that your personal relationships are suffering because of your business, and that is never okay. Family comes first, and balance is good. It is a harsh reality, but your business will always be here, and your family and friends may not be. All right, the 10th thing no one tells you when it comes to owning a business is that it may likely be one of the best decisions of your life. Aside from marrying my husband, I know that sounds cheesy, becoming an entrepreneur was by far one of the best decisions I made. It has taught me to grow so much in ways I never thought were even possible. It has stretched me and pushed me out of all my comfort zones, but in turn, it has brought me so much fulfillment and joy, even through the hard days. Though it may be hard at times, it truly is a life lesson you will take away for many years to come, even if you don't do it forever. So I want to end this by saying that if you're on the entrepreneurship journey or you're thinking of starting your own business, know that despite all all the obstacles in the good and bad days. It's so worth it. And it will give you an incredible set of skills and takeaways that you will be able to use for the rest of your life. All right, you guys, we made it to the end of another episode. So (laughs) I have learned that (laughs) <laughs> if I don't put gum in my mouth, then um then my mouth is gonna dry up and it just goes so bad. But that was so much better <laughs> than some of my previous uh recordings. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. In keeping with tradition, I'm going to go ahead and answer a question from LJ underscore Dorado on Instagram. And the question is, what are your tips for overcoming the anxiety of talking to new clients as an introvert? Lena, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. I can totally relate to you because I'm truly an introvert myself. But honestly, I think the answer to this actually begins with your marketing. If you market well and with intention, and what I mean by that is market to your ideal client and begin repelling and attracting you will hopefully begin to attract potential clients who can who you can feel truly connect with you. I remember when I first started my business, I did not have a clear marketing message and I was screaming to the masses. So when it came time to meet with my potential clients, I would meet some people who I instantly connected with and then some who I could tell right away were not a good fit for me and would be a disaster. But yeah, when you market well and begin attracting only the people who you know would relate with you and vice versa, it becomes easier to talk with those clients rather than experiencing that anxiety, which is what you were talking about. I hope that answers your question, Lena. Guys, thank you so, so much for your support on this podcast. Real quick, before you leave, I want to go ahead and invite you to please leave a review. Every single month, I'll be giving away a $20 Amazon gift card. So when you leave a review, you automatically get entered to win that giveaway. I think it's definitely worth it and it definitely helps this show. If you like this episode, please feel free to screenshot it and share it in your Instagram stories. Really anything that helps the podcast is going to be amazing and truly from the bottom of my heart. I love it and really do appreciate it. Again, feel free to reach out to me with any questions. Uh, my email is morgan at ladyilkphotography.com. That's ladyilgphotography.com. That's L-A-D-Y-I-L-G photography.com. And I would love to answer any of your future questions on the episode. Or if you have any ideas, please shoot them my way. It is highly encouraged and welcome. And I love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. And I will see you on another episode soon. Thanks so much for listening. For more information or to learn a little bit more about me and my brand, you can follow me on Instagram at ladyilg. That's L-A-D-Y-I-L-G. Or visit ladyilgphotography.com. If you have any questions you'd like me to answer for you on a future episode, simply email me at morgan at ladyilgphotography.com with your question, and I'd love to answer it for you. Your questions are encouraged and welcome. I look forward to showing up on another episode soon.